John chapter 5 and from verse 1 onwards. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? Verse 7. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Verse 8. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Verse 9. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. We're going to stop right here. The Spirit of God uh, wants to speak to us about something very important from this chapter, John chapter 5. We have heard uh, many messages from this chapter many times. In many different ways God has spoken to us. Today God wants to say something new. Every time he speaks, even if it's from the same chapter, same verse, it's always different. And God wants to speak something to us today. No matter how long a person's condition is, no matter how difficult the situation may be, no matter how many times he might have tried, she might have tried, whoever might have tried, God's promise for us today is, that which you cannot do, God will do for you. That which you cannot do, God will do for you this year. That which you cannot do, God will do for you. This year is a very special year. This is a prophetic word God is giving at this time. This is for all those who believe. Now, this man who was 38 years sick, he's been sick for a long time, and he's been by the pool of Bethesda for a long time. It's not that he didn't try. It's not that he didn't want to be well. It's not that he was just sitting there and trying to see you know, how people are going to get healed. And he's not someone who was sitting there full of unbelief. No. He had faith. He tried. In spite of the faith he had. In spite of how many of our times he tried. Every time he tried, it was a failure. Every time, with faith... I just have to somehow make it. There's no one to take him and put him in before the first person could jump in. God is speaking to the heart today. You might have tried. You may have faith. You may say, God, this is not working for me. Lord, I'm coming to your presence. I'm in this pool of Bethesda. I'm seeing people getting healed. Lord, I'm seeing you do this. But I'm sitting here in the same spot so long. 
I'm seeing one person getting healed one day, the next person getting healed the next day, another person getting healed another day. Sitting here, sitting here, sitting here. The Bible doesn't say that he was a bitter person sitting there getting upset at everyone who was getting healed. Do you know what? He was a person who was not able to take himself to that place where the means that God has ordained was kept for all those who would go in. But you know what? He was not able to get to that. God is speaking to our hearts today. We're not able to get to the point where God is ordained. But we're still there in that Bethesda with faith saying that I'm not leaving this Bethesda. I'm not leaving this Bethesda even though I've been sitting here for so long. And I'm seeing all these people getting healed. The devil could have said so many times in his head, what is the point of you sitting here? You can't seem to get to that. The whole purpose of being in this place called Bethesda is for you to be able to go into that pool so that you can get healed. But if you know that there's no one who is there to help you to throw you into that pool when the angel of the Lord stirs the water, what is the point in even you coming to this pool? Right? Why are you even sitting here? You could be sitting somewhere else. Who will say those things? Who will say those things? Satan. You know why? Because all those who look to him, the Bible says, all those who look to him, who can finish that? All those who look to him. What happens to that? When you look to him, he is so bright, shining beyond the brightness of the sun. When you look to him, what is going to happen to your face? What's going to happen to your face? Become radiant. Hallelujah. It shall not be put to shame. When we look at the beauty of Jesus, when we keep our eyes on Him, even though we're just sitting in one spot for a long time, sitting and sitting and sitting and saying, this is happening to them, that's happening to them, everything is happening to them, but I'm just sitting in the same spot. Oh God, what is it? What is it? What is wrong with me? People are saying, but nobody can help me to get to where I need to. Everybody has a need. He has a need. All those who have needs, they all run. He had no one to help him. You know, God sees the helpless ones. You're the hope to the hopeless, the friend of the weary. This is who Jesus is. When we're not able to get to where we need to, but we say, I will be in the bedestal that you're placed for me. Even if it looks like Nobody is going to carry me and put me into that pool. If I am in where God wants me to be, the Spirit of the Lord says, Jesus will come looking for you. Hallelujah. He will do that. Jesus will come looking for you. Jesus will come, for you, come looking for you and say, You are where I told you to be. I will come and touch you. This is who our God is. When you do what He is telling you to do and you try with all your heart, He sees what you are doing. He sees that you're trying and he says, I see your effort. I see how faithful you are. You're not able to do what someone else is doing. But you know what? I'm going to come and do that which you cannot do. But still, I will tell you to do something. And this is where the Spirit of God comes to this man who is by the pool of Bethesda. Let's just go back to verse 2. Let's go to verse 2. What happens to this man who is sitting by the pool of Bethesda? In this pool called 
sheep gate, there's a pool, and its name is Bethesda. It has five porches. Why is the Bible giving such detailed description? Because we need to know this is something that really happened. Jesus came for that one person who was sitting by the pool of Bethesda who said, Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, I'm here every day. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. There's no one to carry me and put me in that pool, Lord. Will you do something for me? He was not outside Bethesda. He was not outside the will of God. He was not out there somewhere saying that, Well, I'm tired. I'm discouraged. Let me just go. I'm sick and tired of watching everybody getting healed. I'm not going to stay here. This Bethesda is getting me discouraged, so I'm not going to be in Bethesda. I'm going to go home and I'll tell somebody, Carry me. Just drop me by the sidewalk and I'll just be lie down there and feel sorry for myself and see someone will give me some money. No. This man's heart was in the right place. This man's mind was in the right place. He said, I will not quit. Even if I'm not able to get to that pool. Even if nobody is there to take me and drop me into that water. I will be in the house of God. Hallelujah. No matter what happens to me, I am not going to move out of here. I'm going to stay here. It is for those people God will come and do something. Hallelujah. It is for the people who will not give up. It is for the people who will say, even if I'm not getting anything, even if it looks like I'm not getting anything, even if it looks like everybody around me is getting something, but I'm just sitting here for so long, for so many years. It is for those who have faith. If this man never had faith, he wouldn't be in that pool of Bethesda. He wouldn't be in that location. He wouldn't be seeking God. He would have just gone home. He would have just told somebody, carry me and just put me out. Even though his plight or his state was so bad, his eyes were upon God. God's word says, when you diligently seek Him, when you seek Him with all your heart, when you diligently, earnestly pray to Him, what will happen to such prayers and such people? What does the Bible say? When you earnestly pray, your earnest prayers will produce what results? Big results. Big results. Hallelujah. Your earnest prayer will produce big results. So it's important to be where God wants us to be. And in that place called Bethesda, where God ordained, where healing is taking place, the angel of the Lord comes suddenly, 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 suddenly things are happening. He's sitting there. He's sitting there. When is my time going to come? When is my time going to come? When is my time going to come? Jesus said, well, for your patience and for your faith, I've come to reward you for that. He is a rewarder of them that diligently Seek Him. Hallelujah. Diligently seeking God equals faith. If I don't have faith, I will not diligently seek Him. If we don't have faith, we'll say, well, this is not working. Maybe it's working for them, or maybe somebody's making things up, and you know what? It's not working for me. Maybe these people are hyped up, and they come up with testimonies all the time, because I'm sitting here. God says, if you have faith in what God said, and you hold on to the promises of God. And you know that He said He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. True or false? True or false? Is God's word truth? Absolute truth. Hallelujah. If He says He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him, will He reward all those who diligently seek Him? 
Yes. If you diligently seek Him, if you diligently seek Him, will He reward you? Yes or no? Amen. Hallelujah. Has He rewarded you when you diligently sought Him? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In this 2023, tell yourself, I'm going to diligently seek Him even more. The places where I feel like I'm stuck and I'm sitting, and I'm sitting and I'm watching, I'm sitting and I'm watching, I'm sitting and I'm watching, instead of watching at other things and your own thing, why don't you keep your eyes on Jesus? And say, Lord, I'm going to diligently seek you. We all need to be like Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus climbed up on the sycamore tree. And his focus was not on himself. His focus was not on the crowd and say that, hey, crazy little fellow, and he's a tax collector, always scared of him. But you know what? Something happened to him. He lost his mind and he's up on the tree. He didn't care about what anyone was saying. You know what Zacchaeus' focus was? Jesus, 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 Jesus. Where is Jesus? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He did not see anyone next to him. He did not see anyone next to Jesus. He did not look at him. I don't even think he would, have, he would have been even thinking like, how do I look? Do I look majestic? I'm a tax collector and how is my coat and how am I sitting and am I being polite? No. He's just sitting there. Jesus, 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 Jesus. He's not going to be sitting Oh, he's going to have Mr. Heron. How do I? No. His whole focus is, I need to see Jesus. I need to see Jesus. I need to see Jesus. Did Jesus reward him because he diligently sought him? You know how God rewards? You know how he rewards? More than you ask or imagine. Hallelujah. He doesn't give you what you're looking for. More than you ask or imagine. This is a promise God is giving to us. More than we ask or imagine. This year, 2023, is a good year. It's a very good year. It's a very good year. Yes, yes, is not here this year. Now. Now she's not here. It's a good year. Many good things are coming our way. When we diligently seek Him, He will reward us exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. This guy is sitting there with faith. God, my turn will come. I don't know how I'm going to get there. Nobody's there, but I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay here. Be determined in your heart. No matter what it is, I will come to the house of God no matter what. Be determined in your heart. No matter what, I will stay in the word of God. I will not skip my Bible reading. Never feel like discouraged and say, well, I'm feeling so sad. Jesus, you understand my heart. I love you, Jesus. Good night. I can't read your word today. Don't do that. When you are tired... Let me run to Jesus. When I am tired, let me run to Jesus. You know what? That's where you get your charge. You get your supercharge. How many of you feel like the cell phone's battery is dying? Give it some rest. Don't recharge it. Let it rest. Why don't you just put it in the fridge or you know, put it in some compartment and, and let it cool down? Will you do that? No. When the battery is dying, what do you do? You go and run and connect it to the charger because you wanted to have the charge. When I am tired, let me run to Jesus, not say at the wall, let me hit the pillow. And you'll be like the cell phone that goes into the freezer or the fridge or underneath your car or underneath your pillow. It's not going to charge. Your head can charge your phone. Your pillow can charge your phone. You can't do a single thing. You can't just say, oh, phone, I speak to you in Jesus' name. Thou shalt charge. It's not going to happen. You need to connect it to the outlet. You need to connect it to your iPad or your whatever it is, wherever it can charge, to the proper outlet. When you are tired, spiritually drained, emotionally drained, physically drained, you know the best place to go to? It's the lap of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
The best place to go to is the arms of Jesus. The best place to go, best place to go and get your recharge is to feel emotionally full if you feel drained. Not to go and lie down and say, well, after I get up, I'll pray. That's Satan. They'll say that. Well, you're so tired, right? Why should you pray? You feel so tired. Why do you have to pray? Just go to sleep. Always remember this illustration. Your pillow can't recharge you, even though physically you feel like, oh, you went into some la-la land. You're not going to get up emotionally recharged. Satan can give you a good sleep because he doesn't want your soul to get recharged. If your soul is recharged, your body will get recharged. You know what? In the presence of God, your spirit, your soul, your body gets full charge. Full charge. So it's a good thing to go into the presence of God when you are tired. This man was exhausted of everything, but he said, I am not leaving the presence of God. I'm sitting right here. And he sat where he was. You know how many people would have seen him sitting in the same spot? You know how many people would have gotten healed and they said, oh, they'll all be happy they're gone. He would have been still sitting in the same spot. And someone got sick. Many years later than him, a new sick person comes in. And he comes and he sits and says, how long have you been here? Oh, ten years I've been here. Ten years! Ten years I've been here. And he says, well, I'm coming to get my healing. He says, me too. Nobody's there to put me in there. Well, I have my uncle there. I have my dad there. And he said, I heard all those stories. But he didn't say, well, take me home. No. He stayed there. It is important to not let discouragement take you out of the presence of God. Because it's in the presence of God where you get your supercharge. It is in the presence of God where you get your healing for your total person. It is in the presence of God where you get all the blessings that comes from God. And there is this promise that God is giving to us at this time. Wherever you feel, you're stuck. You may feel like, I'm not moving forward, Lord. I'm like a car that's like, you know, people try to push and then the more you try to push and goes, God says, I'm coming. Whichever area you feel stuck, whichever place you feel like, this is not moving enough, Lord. Inches are moving. I feel moving inches in inches. God says, oh, as long as you stay here, I'll come and move you. The mighty bondage breakers here in our midst. The very same God who came to the man who was by the pool of Bethesda. He says, I'll come to you. At the appointed time, I've heard you. The acceptable time, God says, I've answered you. There's a time that God has. In God's calendar, the God who was watching this person, who was sitting by the pool of Bethesda, he had his clock, calendar, date, seconds marked. And according to God's plan, Jesus walks in to that sheep gate. He goes into that Bethesda and he finds this man. And Jesus had a conversation with this man. One word of God is enough for us. One encounter with God is enough for us. One touch from God is enough for us. And Jesus came just for this man who was in by the pool of Bethesda. God is speaking to our heart. No matter what happens, no matter what discouragement it is, never, never miss coming to the house of God. 
Jesus will come and touch you. No matter how you may feel, never skip reading God's word. No matter how you feel, never skip spending time with the living God. Never do that. The God who sees you will honor your faith. He honored the faith of this man. He came to this man and he said, Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Man, why am I sitting here? Am I sitting and watching a show right here? I want to be made well. That's why. Did he talk like that to God? No. He said, Yes, Lord. This is my story. I've been sitting here day after day. And there's nobody, Lord. Nobody there to put me in that pool. And Jesus said, Well, I'm going to tell you to do something that you can do now. Your faith has kept you here. Now your faith is going to cause you to rise up to your feet. Let's go to the following verses. Let's just go to verse 6. When Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise up, take up your bed, and walk. You know what God is telling him to do? God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's looking at this man who say, I have nobody to take me and put me there. He said, well, I'm going to tell you to get up and walk. Hallelujah. He's telling him to do something that he was not able to do and he had, he had nobody to help him to do. God says, I will cause strength to come to your feet. I will cause strength to come to your hands. I will cause strength to come to your brain. I will cause strength to come to your muscles. All these years you've been sitting, and I guess how that muscle in the body would have been all wasting away. Guess how those organs would have been. How he would have been. But you know what? This man had faith. He had faith. Anytime God sees faith, God will be there. Anytime Jesus sees faith, he will be there. You see faith? faith in God and that faith sits and waits. Hallelujah. Real faith will wait with expectation. Real faith is not going to wait saying that well it's not going to happen to me. It's not. No. Real faith will look eagerly for God. As the Bible says for my hope, my expectation is of Him. My hope, my expectation is of Him. That means I'm waiting and I'm expecting God to do something. While I'm waiting, I'm praying. But while I'm praying, I know He is going to do something. He's going to do something. Whether He's going to make somebody come and carry me and throw me the pool or he's going to do something but I am here because I am not leaving without being made whole. Hallelujah. How many of you have that determination? How many of you have the determination? Lord, unless you bless me, I will not let you go. Hallelujah. Unless you bless me, I'm not going to let you go. Hallelujah. That's how Jacob was and Jacob became Israel because of that one statement he held on to. One God he held on to. God is asking you this question. How determined are you in this new year? How's your faith going to get up? If Jesus looked at him and told him, rise up, take up your bed and walk, you know, along with the command went the power of God. But this guy had this faith. His faith rose up. His faith rose up. It rose up. When his faith rose up, his feet also rose up. His hands also rose up. 
The power of God went into his body when? When his faith rose up. When your faith arises, the power of God will work with you to produce that which your body cannot produce, to produce that which your mind cannot produce, to produce that which any human being around you cannot produce. Hallelujah. And you call that miracle. God is speaking to our hearts today. This is God's time. We're in God's calendar to see many, many, many more blessings and miracles unfold before our eyes. One thing we must do is not give up. Don't look at what didn't happen. Don't look at what you don't have. But look at the one who can make it happen. Hallelujah. Look at the one who will make it happen. Hallelujah. He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He rewarded this man who was sitting there for so long. Jesus himself went to him and he said, You can't go there. No one is there to take you there. But I'm telling you today, get up. Not only you get up, carry your bed, walk. Hallelujah. Do something that you can do along with something more that you can show that you can do it. Not only are you going to carry yourself, but you're going to carry your bed and walk. He gives more than we can ask or imagine. Hallelujah. He was not just getting up and saying, I'm limping and I'm trying like little by little. No. He got up, he took up his bed, and he walked. Hallelujah. This is the power of the Almighty God. When God comes and does something, He does in a big way. He does in a grand way. He does in a glorious way. He's a God who does more than you can ask or imagine. It takes character to stay put. It takes character to say that no matter what happens, it takes character to say that no matter who says what, no matter who stares at me, no matter who is ignoring me, no matter who says, oh, so long you're sitting here. Look, nothing is happening for you. So all those words, you need to just have your hands inside your ears. And say, hmm? I'm not listening. We don't listen to any other voice other than the voice of God. We don't listen to any voice that goes opposite to what He has said. If He says, Wait on the Lord and He will strengthen your heart, that's what we do. If He says, Wait on the Lord and His strength shall be renewed, yes. If He says, Wait on Him and you shall not be put to shame, then I'm going to wait on Him. Hallelujah. If any other voice other than that comes and says, Oh, you're just wasting your time. Just get up and go. At that point you say, hmm? I'm not listening to you. Well, you go. I stay. Hallelujah. Look at the devil and say, Exit out. I stay in God's presence. You can come and tell me to get out. Hallelujah. It is for those who are determined to seeing God do what he has spoken. Because the word that comes out of his mouth is bound to do something. If you try to take whatever you're baking in the oven, right, or in the pot, it's not done yet. 45 minutes, you're supposed to keep that in the oven. You're going 45 seconds, man. It's too long. And I'm so hungry and I can't just wait. Another 45 seconds. It's 45 number. doesn't matter if it's seconds or minutes. Then I'm going to pull it out. What are you going to be eating? What are you going to be eating? You won't be eating it. You're going to push it back and say, yeah, I don't want that. The timing is important for that to be thoroughly baked so that you can really enjoy. You can get stomach problems too. Whatever God has for us, 
The timing is crucial. How long you have to wait, you know one thing, I'll not be put to shame. I'll not be put to shame. You know one thing, even if it takes long or appears to take long, I know I'm not going to come empty-handed. I'm going to receive that which I'm waiting from the Lord for. Shall we all stand up together? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever you're waiting for, the Spirit of the Lord says, wait on the Lord. He will cause your joy to overflow. Whatever you're waiting on the Lord for, God says, wait on the Lord with faith, and He's going to exceed your expectations. It's the Word of God. It's not my Word. It's God's Word. When you wait on God, God will exceed your expectation. Hallelujah. All soul, wait on Him. For my expectation is of the Lord. Hallelujah. Our expectation is of Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.